0: Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, like always, before we begin, I want to thank a couple of people. I want to thank my anchor sponsors, my friends Camilo, Sergio, Jake. Thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast. also want to thank Dylan from uh, Castillo Bookkeeping. And if you're in need of any bookkeeping services, make sure you contact them at 760-960-7601 or via by, by email, acas1025 at yahoo.com. I um, also want to thank my new sponsor um, sponsors, um, um, Dents on Border. If you have a small dent on your car, make sure you contact Dents on Border. I'll leave the link to their uh, Facebook page. I also want to thank um, my friends at Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs with over eight years of experience servicing the Imperial Valley, San Diego, and Yuma counties with Mexicali-style ta- hot dogs and taquizas. Make sure you contact them at 760-562-0057 or on Facebook under Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs. Uh, finally, one thing, David Asselm, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Imperial or San Diego counties, make sure you contact David Asselm. He's not only a realtor, but a, but an investor with over year, 20 years of experience and he'll help you along the way in one of the most important investments of your life. His phone number is 760 235 9576. And like I've been doing these last couple of episodes, I've been shouting out a local business. Um, you know, we're in this uh, situation where local businesses are struggling. And we need to help them as much as we can. Um, Today, I want to shout out my friends at the Original Town Pub. um, Some of the best steaks in the Imperial Valley. They're located at 200 West Main Street in Westmoreland. Um, They're offering outdoor dining, also takeout. So make sure to visit their Facebook page or website or find them on Deliver.com. Today's episode, um, I have a a father, a husband, teacher, and now a... uh, fellow podcaster my guest today is the host of edu with you mr michael anthony garcia thank you for being here today oh thank you thank you for having me jose um <clears throat> so since you're a first time around the on the podcast um usually i to have my guests um tell me a little bit about themselves so can you tell us a little bit about yourself
1: uh definitely so my mother uh moved my two sisters and i to the valley in second grade um It was, I remember it was during October. Um, It was like a week away from the Halloween carnival over at a Washington elementary in El Centro. I was, I got from where we moved into uh, the area in El Centro I was part of the tri-school district. So I went to Washington for second grade. And then after that I went to De Anza for third and fourth in El Centro and then fifth and sixth in desert gardens. I was actually there when desert gardens um, named their mascot, the sneakers so fun fact um, at De Anza, their, their mascots, the sneakers, and um, they have a uh, annual marathon that they run during the PE in the elementary. And it's kind of their staple. Um, so I went there for fifth and sixth grade. So for fifth grade, our PE time, we would run laps and we had to get these popsicle sticks every time we ran around the, the track and we, our teacher would stand out there with popsicle sticks. And by the time the period was done or the PE t- period, we would come back, show how many sticks we got. And then they would calculate that until we ran an actual marathon. Um, So I was very motivated by something my teacher said during the introduction to this. And he said, you know, if you go hard and you get more than a marathon, you know, you'll earn an A plus in PE. So I was very into athletics, very competitive. And uh, I definitely, definitely wanted that a plus so i ended up running two merit two marathons um that school year i made it into the yearbook um and then they had the audacity to not give me an a plus on my report card what so i went back to the teacher and i i, I politely asked him you know i i I, de- I definitely wanted that a plus and um so that was my time at desert gardens went on to wilson junior high then on to central union high school class of 2004 um, I played sports there. I was in ASB. Um, went back to college uh, in my early 20s. Uh, I wanted to be in marketing and design. Um, I was kind of doing my own clothing company with uh, one of my best friends at the time. Uh, it was, it was, it caught on for a little bit. Um, we had some momentum. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, a lot of work designing, product production, uh, sales, delivering Um and then the whole cycle. And then once it gets going, it just becomes this chaos of things happening all at once. And it was a lot of fun, but uh definitely learned a lot. And um by this time I'm going to school with the intention of entering business of some sort, whether it be in marketing for a a company or whether it be, you know, in a in a local firm or somewhere in between, maybe even just independent work. So I go off, get my I work on my degree. I'm working at the Marriott's in El Centro at this time, and um, I was working in sales, and I started to learn a lot more about business. I started to practice business more, go to sales, cold calls, going to mixers, uh, met a lot of people, and I really enjoyed hospitality. I really enjoyed hospitality so much that I was considering graduate school um, in hospitality. I knew I would have to relocate for more opportunities. Um, That was a big decision for my family and I. so that was kind of on the back burner, but during this process, um, I kind of I realized that maybe teaching might be something I, I wanted to go into. And um, I ended up going into my credential and becoming a fourth grade teacher. And I have been in the field for six years now. I taught two years of fourth grade. I am in my, well, I taught three years of STEM and I'm in my first year as a, as a credentialed CTE business and finance teacher. And I teach seventh grade at um, McCabe Elementary School District. Is, was there
0: any um, um, like background of educators in your family
1: or, or you the first educator? You know, what? I have an aunt in Texas who is an educator. Um, but other than that, no history of educators, no.
0: Okay. So it was just um, something that you decided kind of like in the moment or, or you know, in, in your journey through adulthood that you're like, you know what, I'm going
1: to become an educator. Actually, while I was working at the hotels, I kind of stumbled upon um, the skill that I had to teach. So I kind of by accident stumbled upon upon this this skill that I was actually teaching people. So I was in sales. And in sales, you're not dealing with day-to-day operations, which means you're not taking reservations. You're not checking people in. You're not checking people out. You're not dealing with questions at the front desk you know we're in the behind the scenes but I always found myself with new hires teaching them the computer system and I was teaching them and first of all I enjoyed it second of all I was getting good at it and with every new hire I was learning a new method to bring on you know find the mistake here you know we would definitely start at the basics but you know this is how you take a reservation this is how they might ask you to do this and I started chunking information you know, um, asking in different ways, uh, setting examples, doing mock, you know, reservations, um, troubleshooting, you know, looking to the, you know, inferring what's going to happen in the future. So when that started happening, I started to realize, okay, I really like this. This is, this is fun. I'm building relationships with the people I'm training. And um, this, what does this mean? And as I started to um, dig a little bit deeper into what that meant, what, you know, teaching became a, um, teaching became a option that made sense to me. And I've always been involved in sports and coaching, and I actually officiate. So I'm part of the, um, football, uh, association here in the Valley. We ref all the local, uh, youth games and high school games. So I've been involved. I have a lot of patience, and, uh, working with children didn't scare me at all. Um, and so that's kind of how teaching came about. It wasn't in my, really my, my family. It wasn't someone, something that someone was kind of putting in my head. It was kind of something I realized, Hey, I can do this. I would be comfortable. And now what's next. And that's kind of how I got an education.
0: That's cool. Um, you see, you started as a fourth grade teacher and now you're teaching uh, middle school.
1: Yep. Seventh grade.
0: Um <clears throat> Which do you, do you prefer um teaching elementary or junior high?
1: That's a fun question. I get that. I get asked that a lot, and um, I I defend both of my classes. It's it's not a comparison. Fourth grade, they're they're so um, in developmentally different at that age. There's so many different challenges. There's so many different rewards. There's so many different feelings in a fourth grade class. Um, You're still an instructor now. You are in seventh grade also, but when I entered seventh grade, I went into STEM, and when you go into STEM, you're more of a facilitator. You're kind of helping students discover their learning, um, at least in theory. So apples to oranges, really. I have learned to appreciate both grade levels. I've learned to appreciate the age of seventh graders, and I finally figured that out. That, that was tough. My first uh, few years with seventh graders was challenging. I remember I got made fun of my first day on the job by, by a junior high kid, and it hit me hard. I came from sales, so I was wearing a shirt and tie to work at the hotel every day shirt and tie but you know the whole nine and so when i came as an instructional aide on my first day at mccabe the junior high kids were making fun of me because i looked like the principal <laughs> when i was walking around with the radio and a whistle as an aid and um anyways it took me a while to get used to the junior high kids um see what makes them tick they just want to be validated as people they just want to be validated They're, they want their opinions heard they want you to know that what they don't like is real they're not making it up if you're talking in the type of way and they don't like it it's real they mean it you know so at that point I started to think of it from their perspective a little more and it's been fun so fun to uh reach my class in a different way but going back to fourth grade it was just a whole nother whole nother challenge a whole nother uh it, they're both fun. It, fourth grade was an awesome experience. Um, I really missed the elementary class, but I would not leave my seventh grade class.
0: Cause the elementary is, uh, I mean, to me, it should be a little bit harder because you're prepping for multiple subjects instead of just one at, at a junior high level. So, I mean, it's, yeah, a lot of teachers, cause I, I mean, I'm not an educator, but I work in education. I'm a computer technician for um, the district here in Calexico. And I mean, I've been I've been working at the district for 20 years. So like and I was working um, in junior high first and then to high school now. And then there was a time when I remember when I was 18. This is so crazy now that I think about it. When I was 18, I used to drive a van full of elementary kids. And because be, um, I used to work for the after school program. So some of the kids that stayed after school, um, you know, the bus would leave. <clears throat> so they didn't have a ride home. So, would you know? My job was to like at five thirty go pick up pick up these kids and then drop them off at you know wherever the bus would drop them off. So it was like little kids. I had like first graders and in, in this van, and I was eighteen. <clears throat> so yeah, I've kind of like dealt with you know all ages and and kind of like talked to teachers from you know all grades. So yeah, a lot of teachers that move from elementary to like junior high or high school are a little bit more um happy because like i said they don't have to prep for all these multiple subjects and they just focus on one and then they give them like two or three different subjects like say it's english 12 and 10 and then like an ap class and they're like struggling and when before they would prep for you know five subjects so like yeah it's kind of weird that 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 they get used to like just that one subject um so the,
1: the class that you're teaching now what's what's it called My class uh, formally is called Project-Based Learning Business Foundations. Um, So my class was previously STEM. I have 170-ish seventh graders that I see daily. And um, in order to transition from fourth grade to seventh grade into the STEM class I was in, I had to be, uh, per the state, I had to be credentialed in science or math as two options of how to teach that class, how to be credentialed for that class. So I decided to, um, take the CSET in science and I, I failed it. So I started to reassess like the test and the class and, and how they, how they went together. And, um, then I started to think about what my background was like, not to, the, the test didn't make sense to me for that class. And, um, I brought this to my administration. We worked together. We started to research and we started to research CTE and we started to research, um, my background, my undergrad and my experience in the field. And, um, through that research, we actually found that my, my I'm actually clear for a CTE credential. Now I had to go through a course. I I completed that. And, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm so excited to teach something I'm passionate about. I'm so excited to offer this to the students. So what my class will look like now will be, we're gonna integrate, we're still gonna have STEM. So for STEM, we actually uh, adopted uh, Project Lead the Way, which is a STEM curriculum, it's project-based. We'll be designing a three-dimensional, we'll be using a 3D printer. And in addition to that, we'll be learning personal finance um, in the school year. Through another curriculum that we brought in, and then I want to integrate a business plan project, which will take some planning. I plan. Uh, I have some ideas that I know that the administration and I will discuss on reformatting that class and just continue to not so much reformat, but continue to build up. But, um, they've been very supportive of it. Um, they're very excited and uh, I am too and very appreciative of their support throughout the process. but um, that's kind of how I got to where the class is and um, what we're going to be doing in the future. Distance learning has put a big dent in those plans um, and kind of, I mean per I mean honestly, I've been sandbagging some of the things I want to do in hopes of meeting the kids safely later in the school year, but I think once we come back from our, our holiday breaks, I think that's going to provide a, a much clearer picture as to what needs to be what's, what's going to need to start being redeveloped for distance um, opposed to kind of just waiting it out to see what's going to happen. So I plan on bringing some of that in and um, trying to make it work as best as I can through distance learning.
0: Yeah.
1: And by the way, I didn't know you were tech in, in education. So you, <laughs> I know have played a huge role in all of this. So um thank you to our tech department at mccabe and thank you jose for for what you i know you're doing because i know there's a lot of troubleshooting involved and um a lot from the teacher's end so i I know your workload must be pretty hefty
0: yeah yeah especially since um like i mentioned to you um, a couple weeks back that we we had gone like 3,000 macbook airs for for calexico high school and you know we we finally were able to get those ready and uh, distribute those so yeah that was a lot of work um and now you know we've, we're dealing with students in terms of you know troubleshooting like we we even help them you know from remotely from home and and through email and trying to get get them going and, and settle with their with their device and I, I mean we can talk about um education and especially project base is something that um you know i've been especially during the the pandemic uh, I, I was able to meet with a group of um, just, um, community members and teachers and, uh, you know, our, our, our curriculum, um, director here at Calexico Unified School District put up this group together and we, we've been talking about, you know, project base and all these different ways of learning and would we actually read a book, uh, what a school could be. I don't know if you read it.
1: No, I haven't.
0: It's, it's really interesting. Um, um, but yeah, like I said, I, we could talk about that for hours maybe we, we could have another episode on that, but today, the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you here was to talk about your podcast, um, you with you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know,
1: how you got this started and maybe why? Definitely. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to work on something creatively, um, for a long time and trying to find that groove has been fun. Um, I got, I recently been messing with the, uh, you know, video and um, designing and I, I, I bought a drone. So I'm flying my drone, trying to, you know, just capture moments with that and, and see creatively on the computer, you know, what we, what can happen with that. And it's been a lot of fun. And through the process, I've also been thinking of, well, what can I put together? What can I, what can I do? And then that evolved into, well, what can I do with the purpose? What can I do um, for a reason? What And then what can I do to help? And then, well, what can I do to express myself? What can I do to, to have my voice heard? What can I do? And not that I, you know, just what can I do to express myself? What can I do to offer? What can I do to support? So the big thing, uh, probably two big things, one being other leaders um, and one and another being the pandemic. So, With other people stepping up and doing things, um, and and I I, I mentioned you, Jose, because um, when I was introduced to you, I saw your podcast. I saw someone local doing something, and then I saw your numbers, and I saw how long you've been doing this, and that was super impressive. I've always been impressed by business owners, Um, very impressed by business owners. I have a friend who has owned Beauty Mark Salon. Um, um, They've been in business for 10 plus years uh shout out to lynn and gladi over at um beauty mark salon they've had that open for years they've just relocated to imperial and that that like i i i really appreciate that i really appreciate the hard work that goes into keeping something alive and keeping something breathing and offering good services and offering good products and offering and then being able to you know be compensated for that you know business has always been something that that excites me something i think i can do so with this it kind of all wrapped itself into one and watching other people do things whether it's you whether it's gil Rebelar running for politics and seeing his crazy personality all all the time on the internet whether it's andrew revelo um you know stepping out of his comfort zone and, and being a leader in education whether it's you know, Ashley Bermudez um, starting a Facebook page in the middle of one of the biggest needs and she found a way to offer something, um, whether it's Marilyn McAllister, and these are all people I've had on my show because I look up to them for what they've done, You know, whether it's Jenna Castillo, who's offering a very real part of her story to everybody. Those are people that have inspired me. Those are people that I see going out of their comfort zone. Those are people that I see trying to make a change. When I say make a change, trying, trying. I'm not gauging whether they're doing awesome or not, whether they're doing this or that. Um, Just trying, offering, you know, same thing with you. and, And a lot of others, you know, the pandemic has brought out a lot of people being resourceful, a lot of people being creative, offering their services online, offering their products, their own creativity. And that just, I love it. So that put the pressure on me. Like I could do something, I can offer something. I have a voice, I have something. I don't know what that is, um, but the podcast just came out of nowhere. And fun fact, I don't even listen to podcasts. (laughs) I don't, I don't. The the closest thing would be any kind of YouTube version podcast. And that's even pretty rare. So it was really organically and authentically a form of expression. It wasn't something I was trying to model after something. I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. I have no expectation. I have no expectation of views. I'm not over pushing my social media. I'm just trying to learn and continue to build and hopefully at some point get to a, a, a moment where I'm offering a quality listen or a quality product or a quality experience that can help anybody. Yeah. So the podcast, I chose to go into education additionally because of what's been going on in the pandemic. When, the, when we left school in March of last year, Um, the overwhelming, um, identification of not knowing what's going to happen, it was extremely difficult to go through and I didn't perform always as well as, um, maybe my students deserved, but it was just an insane time to go through mentally. So as the summer hit, um, I was just like, okay, I need a break. But then very quickly, it became, oh, no, <laughs> I need to get working like fast. And um, through Norma Gomez, who's now at ICOE, we um, we uh, reassembled what the McCabe, what we had over there, which was our ed tech team. We got together. We started putting together resources for teachers. And it was through that process. I realized other people were just as worried. Other people were just as frustrated. Other people were just as um, chaotic and unknown of what, like, I had no idea what my class would look like. How are my students going to come to me? You know, I've never used Zoom in my life. What What's going to happen? So through the process, I just started digging everywhere for resources all over the internet. Ashley Bermudez makes a Facebook page where people just start dumping resources. And then I, I saw teachers like struggling and and going through this and just just scraping the internet for anything that will help any kind of youtube tutorial any kind of uh free this teachers pay teachers all over the place so i started to think okay i want to do something i want to help i'm in education i have plenty of conversations about it i talk about it all the time let's let's do this let's let's do this no expectation no anything let's just let's just dive in and I I, am still, I'm still developing, uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of, of creative, uh, guesswork with the, with the show and there's going to be some, um, different types of stories coming out, different types of episodes. Um, and I look forward to seeing what kind of impact that has. And, um, but at the end of the day, just having fun and trying to offer something that, that might help someone along the way.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, when I started, um, yeah, it was because, uh, you're, you're talking about being you know doing something creative um when i started um i started because i had i was doing youtube with my son we used to play video games or do unboxings or try like i would uh, i remember towards the end uh, of our youtube you know videos what i'd ha- had him do was i would buy like a generic brand of mac and cheese and like craft mac and cheese and i would have him blind test it and and see if he could tell which one was which even like generic sodas generic chips huh. cookies i mean i was just trying to do something creative with my son right and when once he grew up i mean he's only 12 now right but when he got to like i think it was 10 he started like growing a lot his voice changed and then he heard himself he's like what he's like no i don't want to do it anymore so i had all this, all this equipment and and i was like you know what well i mean i already you know bought a camera and a mic and my digital recorder um you know I, I i gotta use it you know so i was like you know what, i'll do a podcast and and for a while i did a podcast with my friends it was like a nerd podcast We would talk about toys video games tv shows movies um and then that kind of went away and then i remember listening to gil um with small town news and i was like oh that's pretty cool and then when he ran for school board he kind of like took a break and i was like you know what i'll try to pick up where he left off and that's kind of where i started um and you know gil's been a huge support um like you said you know it's it's crazy how how much he's involved in in the community and here in the valley not only in brawley but all over the valley um and yeah like he's been a huge support you know when i first started like i would you know get feedback from him and even now like you know a lot of my interviews like he'll he'll listen and give me pointers and whatnot but but yeah like my, my biggest thing was like just do something creative and 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 you know luckily i've been doing this almost three years now and you know it's evolved into something you know big um like you said like you you're you started just to have a conversation with other teachers and i feel that you know right now especially with the pandemic it's a great way to um share ideas um especially because i feel that you can get resources from the internet but it's it's kind of like a broader information, you know, and with the conversations you have with teachers could be more um, relatable to teachers here in the Valley. Because, I mean, I think I always say this when when I talk to other educators or new teachers that come in, I'm like, yeah, like you. it's hard when you go into the classroom because when you go to school, you're being taught like in this perfect classroom, you know. All the kids are paying attention, you know, all the kids are doing what you're asking them to do. But once you go to the classroom, it's not that scenario. You're getting uh, 30 different kids with different personalities, um, you know, might, some might have, uh, you know, problems concentrating and <clears throat> problems at home. So it's, it's totally different. So especially, you know, kids here in the Valley compared to kids in San Diego, kids in L.A., or kids you know across the nation um but like yeah having teachers from the valley having conversations with teachers from the valley i felt like it's it was something really unique and even when i talked to um andrew when i interviewed him you know i think that it's really important for our teachers here in the valley to kind of get to know each other because um, you know, you could share ideas, you could, you know, you can have a similar mentality, similar classroom than somebody else in Calexico or in Brawley and like you don't know him, but if if they're a guest on your podcast, you can be like, oh, you know, so and so was a guest on EDU with you. I'm gonna see if I can reach out and contact. So I I thought, you know, when I when I first heard your idea when you reached out to me, Miguel and, and Andrew, you know, I thought it was a great idea. It was a great way to bring the imperial valley's um teaching community together and 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 you know have that conversation you know share ideas and and you know grow because i, I think something that that um teachers like to say all the time is that you know we're all lifelong learners mm-hmm. and you know having conversations like this is really um you know we learn a lot and and, and that's something that i also wanted to do with my podcast you know learn something myself and at the same time maybe my my listeners are going to learn something um and not uh, that's not always the case i might have somebody that i want to promote like your podcast i want to promote it so but at the same time you know i'm promoting you but at the same time like once they listen to your podcast they might learn something new so yeah i mean uh, uh, like i said it was a great idea um and and i mean you're
1: what episode five now uh yeah, we'll be going into episode. <clears throat> I was what was I four five? Yeah, a- Ashley will be five, and then we have actually Andrew Revolo coming in at six. Oh wow,
0: well. that's, a, that's <laughs> so a that big, will be a good one. Yeah, yeah, and something that uh, that I get asked a lot that it, now it's my kind of my turn to ask it is how do you pick your your I mean obviously it's teachers or educators
1: but how do you, how are you picking your guests right now? Currently. Um, In all transparency, I'm really going down my list of people I know. I'm really going down the people I know who are in education, who I feel have uh, some sort of story or expertise who can offer value. Um, But you do not have to, I'm willing to talk to anybody on the show, anybody who it's a platform for us. um, Anybody who is in education, I, I, I thank you for having me on again, and I, I look forward to having you on as well. Um, but in terms of selecting guests, I look forward to meeting new people. Like you said at the very end of this, I just have to have—I just get to have cool conversations with people. I get to learn through that. I get to grow from that. I get to respect my field. I learn so much more. So at the end of the day, I'm having a great time. Um, but in addition to that, I look forward to meeting new people. I look forward to hearing new stories. We all have such a unique story. And we all have so much to offer, whether it's in a program you're using. I just did a, a Minecraft EDU training um, the other day or an introduction. And um, someone has something to say. And And if I'm willing to make that my point to find people, and whether it's in any district in the Valley, um, what, even if it's someone from the outside, I have an interview coming up from a person from, um, Florida, a person I met and I was actually introduced to him, to him by Gil. And so I look forward to bringing that perspective to the show and, um, really just allowing who I am to also come out in, in what I'm seeking and who I'm going. But currently, while I'm still learning a lot of the tools and building my processes, i'm kind of relying on some of the people i know who i who are also people who are very very um passionate and and good at what they do but i'm starting to transition into new people so ashley Bermudez, i did not know her before um asking her to be on the show so that was a lot of fun to conduct that interview um and just starting to go from there anybody who's in education supports education interacts with education um, you know, education based. And, and I try to aim it at teachers, but at the same time, I think it's also at a level where teacher supporters or whether it's moms who are really engaged with distance learning, or I think there's a lot in there that they can, you know, latch on to as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Especially with uh, distance learning. And like you said, um, you know, moms are, or, or whoever is, you know, on top of the kids when they're you know learning it from home. Um, and, and it's funny cause, um, I was going to ask you like, um, have you had any any people that you've asked? Because when I started, you know, I kind of like had to beg. Sometimes I had to beg people to be on on the podcast. <laughs> you know, people were like, "What's a podcast? Um, who are you?" Um, I I had a city council city council um member. I asked her, and she's like, "Who are you?" And she's like. Alrighty, well, I already looked into you, and yeah, you're legit. You're 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 okay, and I'm like, all right, cool. Because oh. that's something that I always try to do is like not try to um, interrogate people. You know, it's more of a conversation. Um, and sometimes, you know, yeah, there is um, when it's something that, especially when it comes to politics, when it's something that. Um, needs to be asked like you know the elephant in the room you know i'm, I'm gonna try to ask it um the nicest way as possible um but yeah in the beginning like i kind of had to beg people and like a lot of people were like what's a podcast and um and i feel like now more and more people are kind of like getting especially in the valley um they're getting to know what a podcast is and it's it's harder for us to listen to a podcast because normally people listen to podcasts like on their commute or on their workout or and here, like, people really don't commute that much or that far. So you would have to listen to them, like, while you're working out or at home. Definitely. But I feel like more and more people in the Valley, and I can see it in my numbers, you know, more people in the Valley are listening and, and, and you know, getting to know what a podcast is. Have you had any any of those instances where, like, people are
1: like, what's a podcast? or Or, no, I don't want to the um i have not had anybody say no yet um i had a skeptical but um being that i know these people i'm kind of putting a little bit of pressure on them but no they've all been great and willing to share and willing to get on so far as i reach into int- uh inviting people who maybe i don't have a history with i do expect some nos um definitely expect some nos
0: yeah and it's funny that you say that you don't really listen to podcasts because I listen to podcasts every, every day. Any recommendations? Um, well, I mean, for news, um, there's one called The Daily, which is done by The New York Times. Okay. And that's that's one of my favorites. I listen to it every morning, um, Monday through Friday. And then I listen to a lot of, um, like, comedy podcasts. Um, there's one called Tiger Belly. It's uh, Bobby Lee and his girlfriend. And then Bobby Lee and... and um, Andrew, oh, this redhead comedian Andrew <laughs> Santino. They have another podcast. It's called Bad Friends. Um, what else do I listen to? And then a lot. Of, I listen to a lot of like NPR stuff. Um, Conan O'Brien has a podcast. Um, uh, Pod Save America. Like you know stuff that. Especially like political stuff, like uh, I I wouldn't recommend because I I, I don't want to you know force people on on you know. But that's something that I listen to. Now, now I do admit that I, I spend a lot
1: of time on YouTube. Yeah, me too. A lot of time on YouTube me too.
0: Um, and, and and a lot of the podcasts are you know you could listen or watch on YouTube. Um, like the Bad Friends one, Tiger Belly, Conan doesn't have his has his on 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 YouTube, but. But, yeah, I listen to a lot of – For it's funny because when I was a little kid, I remember my dad putting, like, um, talk radio all the time.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'd be like, why, you know, why are we listening to this? You know, we should be listening to, to music. Uh-huh. And now, you know, it's funny that I do it, you know, like on road trips. Like, I'll put on, like, a podcast podcast or a talk radio, and everybody's in the car is like, why are you – you know, can we listen to the music? So it, it's, it's funny how, you know, I've turned into, you know – my worst nightmare <laughs> but and and the thing is like i not only do i listen to them you know i'm doing it and and it's funny but um but yeah it's crazy that a lot of people think podcasting is something new and you know i've been listening to podcasts for like 10 years now probably and and yeah it's hopefully because there's a there's a pot like i always say there's a podcast for everybody um whether you want to listen to news yeah. um religious stuff um, comedy movie reviews there's a podcast for everybody yeah. and and like and like you i mean your podcast is you know i guess we can say it's mainly mainly focused for teachers
1: educators yeah. we can definitely say that
0: but there's but like you said like there's a something that maybe a, a mom or 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 maybe like an uh, th- uh student that's trying to become a teacher yes you know they could they could you know Probably listen and and catch something. Do you have any plans on having students on on the podcast?
1: You know, I've thought of ways to um, be creative with that. And I'm still um, brainstorming some ideas. Um, I definitely want to do my research and make sure that uh, everything is, um, you know, set right. But I definitely want to highlight students. I definitely want to bring segments to the show that can accomplish different things um and one of them being highlighting either student work or student um projects or student achievements somewhere along those lines i look forward to to building something that i can integrate into the show that will highlight students but um i definitely am interested in uh seeing how it might work as maybe an after-school program um to where students are creating uh editing um developing formats and and I think that would be a lot of fun and something uh creative to offer.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, during the pandemic, I was able to, you know, I, I wanted to see how teachers and students were doing um, with the whole distance learning. And, yeah, I was able to talk to a couple of teachers, co-workers of mine, and then um, a couple of students as well. Especially, it was kind of um sad because I was able to talk to some of the seniors. So, you know, they didn't have prom, they didn't have grad night, they didn't have, graduation so yeah I was trying to it was it was a tough tough conversation but what surprised me the most was how um, understanding they were about the situation you know how they knew that there this was happening and it was nobody's nobody's um, fault and at the same time the things that they weren't having like or missing out on were because of safety precautions and you know I was really amazed how you know understanding they were like I would have been like
1: crying and like I'll, I'll second that. I've been absolutely um, amazed with how incorrect my assumptions of how things would go with the students were. They they have definitely showed up, and and they are so gracious with with what's going on and what we're asking, and they're trying their best. And it's just been for me as an as as the teacher it's been very motivating, very inspiring to, to see them and, and have that same grace you're talking about, have that same understanding and have that same um, ability to, to accept and move forward and do what we gotta do. I've seen that in so many um, different areas and so many different conversations and so many different uh, online forums. Like they're really saying how much the students have stepped up. I think, that's, I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool for us to see these kids do. To, to be strong, resilient, and all these things that we've been promoting, grit, growth mindset, like as educators, that's happening. That's happening right now. Like it's, it's beautiful to see. It's, it's awesome to experience. Cause like you said, <clears throat> going, all I have to do is all I have to go off of is comparing that to when I was your, you know, their age. And like you said, I was a little bit more egocentric than that. And I would have definitely seen this as different. I would have definitely seen it as different, and um, I'm willing to I'm willing to admit that, and I'm willing to give these kids the credit they deserve. They have been amazing, and I tell them, as long as you show up, I will show up, and I will do my best. And uh, they they've really kept me going. So I, I second that comment.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was. It was I mean, we had a lot of good conversation, especially because I was able to talk to like um, like the ASB president, and and also talk to um, students that had just graduated and were away from college and came back and you know how it you know their first year was kind of messed up and at university and yeah it, it's I mean it's it's crazy you know all these things that are going on during the pandemic and and time it's kind of cool that you know like stuff like your podcast kind of like was born because of this pandemic and you know how they are having those conversations as well whether it's teachers or students that are kind of like sharing their thoughts and there's a way um that we the community can listen to them and 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 kind of like Feel what they're they're going through, and I think Absolutely. that's something that um something that we kind of like need to do a lot as well. Um, kind of like focus on mental health and and not only teachers, not only on students' mental health, but as teachers because you know you know talking to a lot of my coworkers, you know, when I'm troubleshooting their equipment um, remotely, like yeah, you can tell like they're sp- they're s- stressed, and you know, especially those older teachers that aren't as comfortable with technology or having a hard time, you know, you know, getting used to all this and, and yeah. that's something that, that um, needs to be talked about. And hopefully maybe that's something that you can have somebody on and, and, and,
1: and, and talk we about We have a, a, some plans to have someone on discuss that topic uh, specifically and some of the stress that teachers deal with. And um, yeah, there's, it's, it's been tough to watch some of my colleagues, you know, struggle. It's been tough to watch some of, um, my colleagues of all ages, all grade levels, all experience levels. Um, but it's also been really cool to see others, teachers, so willing to help, so willing to offer, so willing to FaceTime call. What do you need? What do you need? Um, it's, it's been really cool to see my colleagues and, and fellow teachers and educators really come together and, uh, that's been, that's been pretty inspiring too. I'm just, you know, like you said, it's cool to see something born out of this. And, and I agree with that. Um, but at the same time, it's also op- helped me open my eyes to, to the field I'm in and the special things that we do and how much we are isolated. Um, not so much at, at, you know, for any reason, just as much as it's just difficult for us to, to communicate. So the podcast was just an alternative method to offer there's the facebook group people are on twitter a lot of educators on twitter yeah Uh, a lot of different forums here there instagram's a big one mine's just one little piece and uh, all the options for people to go to for resources and i just want to play that role so if if there's
0: any teachers that might be listening to this that might want to um you know reach out to you maybe be a guest how can they how can they do that
1: You can email, the email is eduwithu at gmail.com. That's going to be changing soon. I actually just bought my domain, so I'll be working with that and getting some new emails set up. But for the current time, it's eduwithu, where U is spelled with just the letter U at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook at eduwithu. I'm on Instagram at eduwithu underscore teacher underscore podcast and twitter at edu with you so any, any 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 one of those ways um message private message and um i i'm i'm open to having anyone on who's willing to share whatever it is you want to share my process for my guests is like you said about comfort and and being um confident so what i do is i do a pre-interview and i get to know a person i i i, I, I try to counter that hesitation that you were mentioning earlier about being on the show. And I don't do live interviews. I record them, I edit, um, and, I, and I offer that package. That That is my product. So for me, I do a pre-interview. I get to know my guests. I share with them my mission, my goals, my expectations, which are very low. <laughs> and I'm like, we're just having a conversation. Like Whatever it is you want to talk about, that's what I want to talk about. Whatever you want to share, that's what I want to ask you about. Um, I'm not here to uh, I'm not here to push, push back on your opinions. I'm not here to, to, to surprise you. I'm not here to get into any kind of controversial topics that we don't, that this is a happy, inspirational, progressive, uh, fun conversation. Um, and that's what I'm offering. That's what I'm targeting. Um, so I look forward to just trying to find my groove in in that lane.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I think that's something that's uh, really helped me a lot was, you know, and, and, and you know, kudos to you to, you know, kind of like meet the, the guests first. Because sometimes, yeah, they might be a little bit tentative or, or, or like ho- holding back in, in terms of what they want to um, talk about. But, but yeah, something that's helped me a lot was that, you know, people are not, I'm not trying to uh, be my own drum, right, but, um or to my own horn. But, you know, people uh, often when I talk to them, you know, it's my first time meeting them um, and and the first time talking to them. And after they're, we're done, like, oh, I'm like, oh, you know, we talked for like almost two hours. I'm like, really? Two hours? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, man, you you make me feel like so comfortable. And like, you know, I can talk and talk. And and like, and that's my ultimate goal, like kind of like uh, make you feel comfortable, make you, you know, especially when it's something that it's uh, informative and helping the community. You know, I just want you to be feel free and and talk and and share your your information and 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 that that's why kind of like uh, I'm not really um I don't I don't really have a lot of fun talking or interviewing guests when it's uh, political season because you know it's really important I, I know that it's really important for me to have them on mm-hmm. but um yeah sometimes I I think those are the interviews where I get the the most negative feedback because like I said like I try to be like super neutral Uh, on bias and just have a conversation and 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 like i said i don't try to like you said um attack them or 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 you know put them on the spot so when there's people that want me to ask certain questions that i don't feel comfortable with because i don't have whether it's the information or you know it's just like um hearsay you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask it because like i said like my goal is to make my guests feel comfortable and, and 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 if in the future that person that i had the conversation with um because it's happened you know said something on the podcast and didn't follow through with it you know i've had like i said a guest that you know said something and didn't follow through with it and people are more than welcome to you know share that info you know uh, because it happened you know get that clip and share it and and you know ask them like why didn't you follow through um So, yeah, you know, it's really important for for, you know, your guests to feel comfortable and and, and feel free to talk and 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 share their information. And yeah it's cool that, you know, you have that 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 like pre pre interview.
1: Yeah. I mean, it does a lot for me, too. It does a lot for me, too, to to get my to to get to know the person and kind of ease my nerves also. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't be on the mic. If it feels up to me. I, this is, I, I'm doing just like with the, the clothing company. I do everything. I'm doing everything now. Everything that you've seen with the EDU with you, I have done, I've, I've made, I did not, I designed, I'm creating manufacturing, like everything. Now I've used local vendors uh, for the merchandise, which has been really fun and some great work. Um, but um, putting that together has has it, it's it's a lot of work it's it's a lot of individual like i said with you with the video it's a lot of individual pieces and it's really become um a project and so uh, like i said i'm really just having fun learning different ways to to design and different ways to do this and do that and it's just been a lot of fun i do admit though i i need to start tacking down a date like uh every other week or, or something because i've been very sporadic and my, my numbers are um i think that has a lot to do with it
0: yeah and, and, the, and i think that's something that i've learned with um you know talking to a lot of people through the podcast um, i was able to talk to tony slums i don't know if you know him he's from bali he's a, like a music producer oh wow i had, I had an inter- interview with him and that's something that he kind of like uh you know kind of like made me realize that you know scheduling is really important You know, having, you know, every week, this day, this time, I'm going to release an interview. That's really important for people that, you know, that are fans of your podcast, like to say like, oh, you know what? It's Thursday, you know, uh, so-and-so's podcast is on. And uh, because it it, it happens to me. And before the pandemic, I was really, really good at, you know, putting an episode like every Thursday, this day. And then I would bank an episode and I I would promote it. Like, say I record this one today. Um, and then I would promote it for a week. Oh, next Thursday, Michael is going to be on the podcast. Make sure you check out. You know, that's something that Tony Slums really, you know, made me understand that, you know, uh, scheduling is super important. Promoting. And right now, like I said, I, I'm not doing it because, um, yeah, I, sometimes I've been doing like two episodes a week or maybe I um, don't have a, a guest. Or, but once the pandemic's over, hopefully soon. Um, you know, I'll be able to get back on track where scheduling is, uh, you know, is a thing on my podcast because, yeah, it's, it's really, it's like, it's like when you watch a show, you know, you know, that so and so day, you know, your show's on, so you're getting excited to, for it. Um, uh, you were talking about your merchandise. Um, can you tell a little bit, a little bit about your merch and, you know, how you're using it? Because we're talking about, you know, my new toy. And how, you know, we, we nerd out on, on stuff like this. But, you know, I, I feel that, you know, support from the community and, and, and you know, through your merch is, is a good way for for your podcast and for, you know, people in the community to help you out. So can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about your merch?
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I am <clears throat> I have currently T-shirts for sale, Ed with you, uh, logo T-shirts. I also am selling, uh, those are for $20. I'm selling mask face coverings um and those are for five dollars they're just basic face coverings and i'm working on getting tumblers and some more tumblers those sold out and some coffee mugs and i'm looking for some local vendors and um you brought up students earlier jose and through my business class i found that a student actually has been working on her own business with her cricket machine so um she shared with me her Instagram page on her business. I saw all the, all, all the design she's doing. And, um, after speaking with her, with her family, uh, she's going to actually make and produce my coffee mugs for me. Oh wow! So the coffee mugs will not only be uh, for sale, but they will have been bought from a, a local vendor and a student entrepreneur.
0: Wow. That's cool. Super cool.
1: I look forward to getting a uh, different merchandise. I'll be putting out a, Uh, on my website hopefully about in the next month i should have an online store with uh pictures of everything available and that should be coming out on the social media everything is is being developed right now so it's been very slow with production of of episodes but uh there's a lot of, of background um going on work and the shop is one of them so with the shop being online a website coming Um, hopefully I can centralize everything and allow uh, a landing spot for people to go to. And in addition to that, offer the merchandise. And like I said, the merchandise will be being sold. Um, the money's being put back and I'm having fun allowing that to fund the, the, the project and allow me to keep moving forward and, and keep enhancing the show. And, uh, so I appreciate any, any purchases, any support, um, that would allow the podcast to keep, uh, Creating new content, yeah, so yeah, I- for sure,
0: yeah, and, and like I said earlier, you know, I've been, I've been really uh, uh, fortunate that I've been getting, you know, more and more supporters uh, on my podcast, more and more sponsors, and you know, like I was talking to you, like I was able to buy a new device that once the pandemic is over will allow me to be a little bit more mobile because I, you know, I used to before this, I used to record my shows, you know, in local businesses just like a, as a way to support you know a little bit promotion for the business and it gave me a place to record other than my house um so yeah hopefully once this is all over um i'll be able to be more mobile with the new device that i was able to buy through you know sponsorships of my podcast so yeah like i said i'm really really thankful for them and and, and you know going back to what you're doing you know it's, it's really important for people that listen to the podcast or 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 the community members you know to support because and and In reality, we're, you know, kind of like a small business Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we're putting work and money into this. And, you know, it's important for for people that that enjoy what we do to kind of like give us a little bit back. Maybe
1: it is. It is a lot of work. And actually, I had a conversation with someone the other day and they were asking about recording and I started going over my process and they were like, what? and i was like well which part uh which part drew that uh what that surprise and they said i didn't realize so much work went into it and i said well yeah i mean the process that i developed there's a lot of work involved there's uh multiple meetings with the guest there's um marketing that i'm designing there's write-ups that i have to do and then there's the production and the editing and i'm very i'm very um i try to be as fast but as attention to detail in the editing as well and i that's my creative exp- that's where i get to have fun when i'm editing it's a lot of work it's a lot to dive into but i get to have fun with the editing so again um just that whole process has has been fun and and as it unfolds like i said there's so much going on in the background that um i look forward to spending more time in the uh in in, in front of the Camera in front of the social media and and really start to engage on social media and really start to unfold some sort of experience and, and I hope that's what it, it goes for. I mean, I know I'm doing a lot of talking about the future plans, but it's it's a lot of brainstorming. It's a lot of just trying to be uh, flexible in the moment, listen to people, and see where we can just kind of move forward. And um, I look forward to that. I look forward to just trial and error and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't and having fun along the way yeah and it's it's i mean like you said like
0: um the the time you invest in not only like the show itself like editing talking to guests um you know coming up with questions you know all these things that go you know into just the show itself like the the episode and you add you know social media website you know all these things that are part of the podcast that people are kind of like um waiting for you know social media is a big part of of getting a podcast you know to grow and and for people to you know more 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 hits on so like yes like i feel that i could i should post something every day but sometimes you know it's uh, this is kind of like a hobby not really a job so like it's kind of hard like to balance you know everything out and 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 yeah like um you know like you're you're saying that you know all these things that are kind of like slowing down the production of episodes but you know there's so much in the background that you're doing to get the podcast on you know on the map more people get to get to listen to it yeah and right now like the, the biggest thing you know editing i've gotten it down to like a like this this some um, science or like i'm really good at putting the episode up okay but my biggest the uh, the, hard, the hardest thing I have is to cause I, I have a website as well, quebasacalexico.com. I just bought the domain recently as recently mm. as well. <laughs> oh shout out to my, my coworker Victor. He helped me out with, with my website. Um so just, How
1: excited how excited were you when you when you saw that it was available?
0: Yeah, I was super excited. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. Um and yeah, I recently got it and 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 I try to do like a blog post of my guest and i try to do like a kind of like lengthy wise you know kind of like a a decent decent length Mm -hmm. and trying to like put something in words it's it's what's what what i'm having the hardest hardest time to do right now um because like i said like the episodes i can like edit them and, and put them up like in 30 minutes but the writing part is like you know i'll go back come back and i even got a book um it's called On Writing Well. Oh wow. I've been reading it just to like see if I can get, you know, faster at writing decently. Um and yeah, that's the hardest part. And like I said, like there's so much that goes into having a, a a podcast, you know, that you know sometimes like people don't don't see the the hard work and and, and it's 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 really nice talking to other podcasters because you kinda <laughs> like you kind of like uh get to share um, more stories you know like uh, on, on all these things that we're doing um but yeah um you know i divers, diverse uh <laughs> diverse but but um yeah um is there anything else that because we're almost at an, at an hour believe it or not wow um is there anything else that you would like to add that I didn't I didn't you know ask or talk about
1: no, not so much. I just um, any any teachers out there, you know, you, you know, we see you, we hear you. Uh, thank you for everything you do for showing up every day, being in that Zoom, sitting in that chair all morning, um, planning those lessons, helping those students that are that need those one-on-one, doing the breakout rooms, planning in Google, going back to Clever, um, to the young teachers uh, in terms of the grade levels, to the kindergartners for good, you know. That's incredible work we're doing. Incredible work you're doing. Um, all the way up to the high school teachers, um, you know, that are that are teaching high school level content online. Um, just thank you. It's 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 a, it's a very it's a very tough job right now, with I think some misunderstandings um, sometimes. And our show wants you to know that uh, we're appreciative and thank you, and thank you to all the students and thank you to all the parents who are supporting your your children who are just amazing online so I think that's the biggest message from the show is just appreciation and thank you and gratitude and um, thank you again for for giving me the opportunity to speak i I've been looking at like different um you know promoting the and one of the biggest things was being on people's show and I have to admit that I was like you know what i need some more followers i need some more clout before i, I hit up jose i need something to bring to the table and uh, when i get there I'm, I'm gonna hit him up and see if you know so for you to reach out to me was was uh very I, I very much appreciate it it was it was a surprise um not so much you know because of anything you said or done but you know my just waiting for the right timing i guess which I guess is a little silly in itself, but I, I do appreciate it. So yeah.
0: I, I got the same reply, the same kind of answer from, um, um, Jesse Ruiz from, in regards to my, myself podcast. Um, but I get excited when I see new podcasts, especially from the Valley. Um, and, and, you know, I try to reach out to anybody that's, you know, starting a new podcast. I have somebody else in mind that I want to talk to that recently started a podcast as well um because to me it's you know the more the merrier you know the more people that that in the valley that are you know your followers might you know listen to this episode and start listening to my my podcast and 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 it's not only because i want more listeners but it's because of the information i put out there you know might be somebody that i interview that might inspire somebody to do something new or 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 you know help somebody out um And, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's like the goal, you know, to put out uh, good information, um, good stories and just, you know, inform the community of, of, you know, the cool things that that are happening in our community. Um, And, you know, we're we're going through some hard times. You know, a lot of us are at home and maybe listening to a podcast might, you know, kind of like make your day go by a little bit faster or or help you do something or reach out to somebody new um because i've i've i've, I've talked to a lot of pe- different people and and that's why it's kind of hard to pinpoint what what my show is about because i've talked to so many people of different you know um uh like uh jobs or you know uh, subjects that it's kind of hard to pinpoint but you know there's i feel that that there's, there might be somebody that I talk to that might inspire you to do something and, you know, get you through your day. And, you know, that's, that's the end the end goal, you know, to help people learn, uh, teach people, learn something, inspire people. And, and, you know, you're doing it with your, with your podcast, you know, talking to other teachers, um, maybe inspire new teachers and maybe inspire somebody that's thinking of going into education. And especially during these times, you know, um, It might be kind of hard to say like, oh, I want to be a teacher because, you know, we're in a pandemic. We're doing everything through distance learning. But, you know, there's uh, this is not the normal, you know, this is something that we're going through right now. But there's a lot of cool things that especially when it comes to like project based learning, like I said, we could talk about that like for hours. But, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on in education that that, you know, might inspire people to 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 become teachers and 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 help out our our, our children to you know be be more and, and 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 maybe come back to the community and and help the community um but yeah i i always do that like i'll talk to talk about something and then i'll i'll
1: get into like all these subjects but well, i don't know how you feel but as a personality i just talk way too much so podcasting was like yeah, I yeah. need a podcast. I talk and talk. I could be on a, I could be on a conversation for hours. You know what? I don't talk
0: that much. Like my wife tells me that. Like it's so weird that you have a podcast because you're not much of a talker. And, and yeah, like I don't talk that much. Um, But I guess when I do this, like I get in the zone. And you know, if, if if if, and like I said, like if it's something that, if we ever in conversation, and uh, you know, I'll go into this, you know, train of thought, and I'll go and I'll go and I'll go, but. But yeah, like I'm not much of a talker. I'm always like listening to something or or on my own space. And I, I mean, I, I, a lot of the times um thinking about the podcast, thinking of people I can interview, the questions I would ask. Um, I always try to carry a little um, where is it? That's right. Try to carry a little notebook, like write down guest questions and stuff like that, ideas. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a talker interesting so yeah it's it's super weird (laughs) super weird Uh (laughs) but michael um we're over an hour now an hour and like six seven minutes so now we're in five minutes so yeah i want to thank you again for you know what you're doing um like i said it's really important for our teachers in the community to get to know each other you know create these networks and and share ideas and thoughts especially during these times when we can't really meet each other, but it's it's become easier to meet more people through like Zoom and Meet or other, other all these other, you know, digital platforms that we've gone to learn because of uh, the pandemic This and this is learning. And um, I think that your podcast is a good way for other teachers to learn of, of other teachers in the Valley. And I hope that, you know, I have a lot of friends that are teachers and I'm going to, you know, send them, send them your way maybe they'll, they'll be a guest on your podcast. Um, but yeah, you know, thank you again for taking this time to be on the podcast. I know that, you know, being a podcaster, you could be spending this hour working on something on your podcast, but yeah, I want (laughs) to thank you again.
1: And, um, yeah. Anything else that you would like to No, I appreciate it again. Uh, thank you. Thank you to your audience. And, um, I just look forward to hopefully being able to maintain it and keep it up and offer something to anyone willing to listen.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: All it right, guys. <laughs> well, was that,
0: it you with you? Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening or watching. Um, I want to remind everybody to stay safe. Wear your face mask. Wash your hands. Um, and be kind. I, I, I'm kind of. I think. I think I'm. I'm stealing this line from Alan. But yeah, be kind to each other. Um, you know, love each other. You know, I know that. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now, but. At the end of the day you know we're in we're in this together and um yeah um thank you guys once again and i'll see you in the next one Peace.